I've worked in cancer services for 18 years and I've seen a lot of change, but I have to say all for the better. The majority of patients, you're seeing over 70%, are kept at home, managed at home. It's, it's fantastic, it's made such a difference. You know, the feedback from the patients about the new unit, it's just so peaceful, quiet, tranquil, a real healing environment for them. We should be really proud in Cancer Services of the type of service that we have here in UHL. That's what we're about, safe care, safe practice and a good patient experience. And that's the focus of this, is not us, it's the patients. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the UL Hospitals podcast. I'm your host, Keith Waterson, and those were the voices of Susie Nagel and Anne-Marie Gilmartin, who are oncology nurses in University Hospital Limerick. Anne-Marie is a clinical nurse manager, CNM3, and Susie is one of two clinical nurse specialists who lead the hospital's acute oncology nursing service. The Acute Oncology Nursing Service is a national initiative funded by the HSE's National Cancer Control Programme. It was introduced to provide patients undergoing active cancer treatment at home who suddenly become ill with a direct phone line to a dedicated oncology nurse. The service was introduced following the relocation of the oncology ward 6B to a new ward block developed at UHL as part of the nationally funded pandemic response. So for these particularly vulnerable patients who do have to attend oncology for review, the clinical space is vastly improved. And for patients who need hospitalisation overnight or at the weekend when they have to come through the hospital's emergency department, the oncology unit's greater capacity means that these patients can be taken out of this busy ED much faster than previously and receive the treatment they need. I went to Ward 6B recently to speak with Anne-Marie Gilmartin about the various ED avoidance initiatives run by the oncology team and to Susie Nagel about the specialist acute oncology nursing service she leads with her colleague Anne Ryan and the positive difference this is all making for thousands of patients in the Midwest. Anne-Marie, Susan, thanks very much for freeing up your time. Anne-Marie, first of all, could you tell me a little bit about the background of the service and how it works? Yes, Keith, absolutely. So historically, for the last 23 years, we've always had a phone line, dedicated phone line to our patients at home that they could ring in 24-7 every day of the year and get feedback and guidance But when the COVID pandemic hit, the NCCP, which is the National Cancer Control Programme, funded new posts for nurses to actually um, nationally throughout all the hospitals to to initiate this service. And it's dedicated nursing Monday to Friday that are at the end of a phone line. A patient can ring in and get advice and, you know, get reassurance, um, get um, practical advice, tips or may need to come in and be assessed within the hospital. Um, 
that's that's working really well on the weekends, nights, bank holidays. That service then switches over to the inpatient unit. A dedicated nurse has the phone and would would carry on that service. So we we really saw an opportunity and it was like um, very patient centred to actually look at where we were bringing the patient. So at that time, they were all coming into ED. They were all being seen down there by um Anne and Susie are acute oncology nurses and then brought up to the inpatient unit when there was a bed ready. But luckily, um, the Cancer Care Directorate Management team saw an opportunity to look at different areas that we could bring them in to within cancer uh, services. So we reassigned room four in the day ward with five patients, like there's one bed and four chairs. The patients can come in there, be seen, reviewed immediately by a doctor. So there's no delays, which is a real positive for the patient they know where they're coming they already know a lot of the time they they get their treatment there so even that is really reassuring they're there's meeting the same nurses there's a dedicated nurse in that room that they already know probably as well and then at night we have two trolleys or in the evening time when that room is closed that they can go to directly from the unscheduled care room now, and at times, they unfortunately will have to come through ED if during the weekend that trolley bay could be full, the day ward is closed, but we have a very robust system in place um, where we know who's down there, who needs to come up, the reg will go down and see them there. So really our goal, our focus is always on the patient, getting them out of there, even keeping them at home. But it's, it's very much a collaborative approach between everybody within the service and it's working really well. Um, so that's really what we're about, you know, closing the loops that, that, you know, it's safe care, safe practice and a good patient experience. So Anne-Marie, can you describe what actually happens for an oncology patient who suddenly becomes unwell at home? What do they do? So we have now a dedicated phone line that they can ring. They go through their symptoms and then they're directed. There's, there's a, a traffic light system Uh, green, uh, amber and red and if they have symptoms that we're concerned about um, we bring them in if it's if it's during the week Monday to Friday to the day ward they they get seen they get uh, they have a dedicated nurse in there and they get seen by the doctor they do their bloods they 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 see what's going on for that patient what's happening do they need to come in do they need a hospital bed and that decision is made it's run by the consultant And to bring Susie into the conversation at this point, Susie, can you give us an idea of how that traffic light system works on these phone calls? So, for example, as Anne-Marie has discussed, we use an evidence-based triage tool called the Yukon's triage tool. And we assess them using this tool, green, amber and red. So, for instance, if a patient is green, that's mostly reassurance, just explaining them what to do. Um, and advising them and they're usually kept of, kept at home. An amber call is patient who has p- potentially one symptom of um, their treatment and if the anti-sickness for example is not working we would advise another one send them out prescription and then they go into a 24-hour monitoring call where I monitor them the next day and ring them back and see how they're getting on 
just to see how they are. For example, if they're improving on that anti-sickness, then we turn them as a green and there's no follow-up call. But say they're still getting sick and haven't been improving on this anti-sickness, they may then turn into a red call, which means I would bring them into the unscheduled care room Monday to Friday between 8am and half four in the evening if they need review by the oncology team. And Anne-Marie, to come back to yourself, what happens if it's outside of those hours, so at night time or over the weekend? If out of hours it happens, it's a little bit um, different. They need to they need ring the nurse um, on 6B. The nurse will tell them, go through the same list of questions. If they need to come in, they will need to come to ED. The difference being that we may and hopefully will have a trolley if available, for them to come up really quickly. So the goal is that, and unfortunately, they will have to come through the ED, but it's for a much shorter length of time. Mm -hmm. And if the trolley bay is full, we work on that. We're constantly working at, you know, getting that bed capacity and getting that patient out of ED. And Anne and I would cover ED. So if there's a patient in ED in the morning, we would see them first thing in the morning. So they are aware that oncology have seen him again first thing and we link with the nurse in charge here on the oncology ward to get them fast out of ED the next morning. Okay. And Susie again, to give an idea of demand for the service, how many patients have you seen since the introduction of the oncology nursing service and the unwell line and other initiatives in oncology here? So we started taking the uh, calls directly to the um, unwell line from May uh, 2022 last year Um, and since May last year up until the end of September this year we've had 3,242 calls received from patients that's up 342 from last year. So from the eight months last year we're up 342 this year. So that's 3,242 patient calls. You could have had three to four calls with one particular patient. Yes. So that's 3,242 patients Patients. who have rang the service. You could have numerous calls to the patient. So all the calls now are coming the one one way and patients are being more educated. Mm -hmm. There's more... um, onus about patients advising patients everyone is educating from the doctors to the nurses and families are more educated on what line to ring now before patients would have rang numerous lines unsure who to ring and the day ward would have probably still potentially have taken calls the clinical nurse specialist in hematology oncology would have probably potentially have dealt with calls I suppose this year we can just see there's a lot more patients ringing the line the unwell line uh, directly I guess there's a there's a, a reassurance from the knowledge that they're going to be speaking to yes, someone there, who they know. Yes, there is. There's a reassurance. They're now aware of the line and also they get to know myself and Anne that we're at the other end of the line. They're more aware of calling now. They'll call a lot sooner. That's how we advise patients. A lot of patients would apologise for disturbing us. I'm sorry I shouldn't have called. But I say that's what my job is. I would prefer if you call me sooner sooner rather than later the sooner you call the sooner we can deal with your symptoms rather than you getting really unwell and then unfortunately you're so unwell you'll have to call an ambulance and come via ed the earlier you ring us the better we can deal with things a lot sooner 
And what has the patient feedback been like? I mean, also the families, because I, I, I imagine, you know, accessing the service must be as big concern for carers and families as it yes, is. Yes, for- we have got some feedback, good feedback. We have got uh, cars back and one of them specifically said, your expert advice, kindness and chats got me through some of the roughest days. I'm so grateful. We also got feedback from our colleagues that they would tell the doctor when they came back that the service is really good with the unwell calls, that um, no issue is too big or small, very professional, takes every issue seriously, very easy to access, returns my call promptly. I'm given a provisional plan. For example, if they have to come into the unscheduled care room, we'll tell them that they'll potentially be here for a couple of hours in the day ward, that they'll get bloods done or x-rays, whatever, or also if we feel from our assessment they may potentially be admitted, we'd advise them to bring a bag and patients find this very beneficial because then at least they can tell the family members, you know, I potentially might need to be admitted or go away, you know, I'll be here a couple of hours. So this is the all good feedback that we've got from patients through us receiving cards, our, our patients telling our own colleagues in the service here in Cancer Service. And Marie, I would imagine the fact that 6B is now based in one of the new ward blocks that were built at UHL during the pandemic, that that must be a significant benefit in facilitating these various initiatives. Well, we, we were very fortunate to get this fabulous new unit um, during COVID and we wouldn't have had capacity like you say before, because we wouldn't have had the area to have our two trolleys now and even the girls here to have an office, a dedicated office, which is right in the hub and everyone can, you know, communicate and You're talk. right in the heart of Yes, of, of all the action. Yeah. 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 And um, so it is. It, oh, it, it's fantastic. It's made such a difference. It's and even for the patients coming in, it's a really, you know, the feedback from the patients about the new unit. Like, you know, before, like, we can't get them to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> they've got their plasma TV and it's all like single rooms. They've two gardens, a garden in the middle, a garden at the end. And it's just so peaceful, quiet, tranquil, a real healing, you know, um, environment for them. And um, so that's really brought the you know the service along as well you know it's really benefited patients and their families it's a team effort from everybody Mm. and everyone linking with each other like me and Anne linking with the day ward patients coming in and then we link them with the inpatient ward if we need a bed Mm. or patients need to be admitted or discharged or patients in A&E so like we have a really good service Mm. and what would you say would be the main benefits for the overall service i mean i think the benefits for patients are clear, are are clear but the benefits for the for the overall cancer care service in in the hospital must be significant it is because i suppose monday to friday the majority of patients can come through the um unscheduled care room which is in the day ward um unless as i've said already they're really unwell and they need to come via ambulance so like these amount of patients are um avoiding A&E and from my calls like we've received a lot of calls but only about 30% of that them calls or even less only end up coming in for a review the majority of patients you're saying over 70% are kept at home managed at home and that's why we advise patients the sooner you ring us early intervention is the key and just because I advise you I need to bring you in to be reviewed by the doctor that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be admitted a lot of the time patients get um, IV fluids and anti-emetic and within a couple of hours they're fine and able to be discharged home. So the advice is the sooner you call, the sooner 
we can intervene. And the 70% that you've been managing to keep at home, has that increased over the lifetime of the service or is it? Yes, it has. It probably has increased up because we're receiving more calls and patients are becoming more aware of the service and patients get to know us personally and will ring us sooner Mm -hmm. because they know we're at the other end of the line and you know, they will call sooner. Like the majority, like over 40% can be a green call, which means just reassurance. You know what I mean? So patients now are more aware and they know to call. They're more educated. And patients, the more they use the line, the more they feel more confident to ring us. And Keith, what you were asking there about the service, I suppose, from the management team, director team, nurses, consultants, there's reassurance in that we're getting uh, patients are getting specialised care quicker. And that's what they really need. You know, they need to, you know, we see things frequently. We, we, we recognise, you know, side effects are, you know, quicker. So it's, it's better uh, for us as well that we know, you know, we're getting on top of that. We're, you know, so it's reassurance for us that they're in that, you know, umbrella of care that we can give. You know, it, patients, absolutely, but for us as well. You know, because we're giving medications that have a lot of kind of potentially with some patients have side effects. Yes. So it's 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 there. The consultants and um, nursing staff, we're all delighted with this service as well. We're almost out of time here. And obviously, I need to let you get back to work. But if I could ask each of you one final question, you first, Anne-Marie. What do you enjoy most about working as a nurse in oncology at UHL? And it's very progressive and innovative. You know, we're we're trailblazers really in this area with the unscheduled care room and and there's a real atmosphere of moving things along or progressing things along for patients. And I'm very proud of the service and I'm very proud of my colleagues and there's a lovely atmosphere here and it's it, you're, we're very much part of the directorate team and having an opinion and having a voice. So it's a very exciting place and a, a lot of changes. And it's, it's great to be in such a place with such progression, you know. And you, Susie? I've worked in cancer services for 18 years and I've seen a lot of change, but I have to say all for the better. And I suppose since I'm in this role in the last two years, I've enjoyed it. I see a bit of everything. I love the buzz of going down to ED, seeing the patients, but also really enjoy talking to the patients on the phone. And I just really enjoy, as Anne-Marie mentioned, it's a great cancer service. I know at times we feel deflated and, you know, find it hard with, you know, patients on trolleys and things. But unfortunately, you know, these things, you know, are there. But we should be really proud. We have done so much and achieved Mm -hmm. so much, especially in the last two years here in cancer services, of the type of service that we have here in UHL. It is better than any of the AOS services in in the country. And I'm not just saying that. We've had, we do have um, our education of the NCCP yearly. We had it last week. And all the different AOSs in the country are saying, I wish we were in Limerick. Because thanks to management, they have listened to us. If Anne and I provide data and we say we want this and whatever, and it's, you know, we collaborate together and we're always linking in with each other on what we can do to help patients. And that's the focus of this is not us, it's the patients and centred care and specialist care. Susan Nagel and Marie Gilmartin, thank you both so much for your time today. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. This episode of the UL Hospitals podcast was written and produced by me, Keith Waterson, for UL Hospitals Group. Music is by Lost Harmonies. Give us a rating or send feedback 
on any of your podcast platforms or send a direct message to at UL Hospitals on Twitter or X. You can also visit us on the HSE website. Just Google HSE UL Hospitals podcast to find this and other episodes, as well as all the information you need to know about UL Hospitals Group. We'll be back soon with more from the healthcare teams and personnel working across the six sites of UL Hospitals Group in the Irish Midwest. Until then, take care.